Welcome to the Ride of My Life podcast. I'm Caroline Rena, and here, let the ride inside adventure begin. I will share what it's like on my own healing journey, and through what I learn and become aware of, provide insight to your journey as well. everyone. I'm Caroline Rena, and welcome to the Ride of My Life podcast. And today I have an amazing, beautiful soul with me, Dr. Gina, and I hope I pronounce your middle name right, Yvette. Close, Yvette. Yvette Davis. Yes. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Caroline? I'm doing really well. I'm really excited for this interview because I'm, we don't, this is going to be just we're going to talk and see where it goes. So <laughs> this should I'm be excited. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really happy you're here. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to introduce, you may call you Dr. Gina or. Would, yes. Everyone calls me Dr. Gina. Okay. Then I will call you Dr. Gina. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I'm going to introduce Dr. Gina and then we are going to start having a conversation. So um, Dr. Gina is an organizational psychologist, and she's the founder and CEO of True Synergy, Inc., which is a boutique professional and organizational development consulting company based in Los Angeles, California. True Synergy specializes in corporate culture change, people operations, and behavioral transformation for for high growth and progressive companies nationwide. Dr. Gina is also an international speaker, executive coach, corporate trainer, author, and advocate for social change and equality. So (laughs) you hit on everything. You just hit on everything. That's so awesome. Thank you. I had to to turn my phone off. It buzzed. So um, how are you today? I am amazing. I am amazing for a Monday morning. For a Monday morning, right? Yes, yes going on having a you know the other side of the full moon all kinds of crazy things again you know yeah are happening yes yes Mm. so so I want you to just share real quick um what it is exactly that you do with I love I love these words that you use I like the corporate culture change it's so important because my my memory of working in corporate corporations or even the military or whatever is not the way the way things could be so that's really cool I love that the people operations um yeah so just kind of go into some of the stuff that you do and share it and share who you are within that and yeah just no problem so just like you said true synergy is a professional organizational development company and What we do is we work with people who, um, companies who want to shift their culture. So maybe they're having some some challenges with diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, accessibility, and justice. Um, They want to, uh, maybe there's some, sometimes we'll get clients that may have problems with um, allegations of racism or sexism, or they want to, create a more culture, a better culture of inclusion in their workplace. Maybe they have a lot of their hiring practices are not um, very inclusive, or um, they just want to build a better employee um, culture. They want to have employees more engaged in the company. They want to have an inclusive atmosphere. They want people to be more collaborative um, in their in their workspace and in their workplace. So we go in and we build strategies to help with that. Um, on the people operation side, we um, work with the employees on the employee's journey. We're all about putting our employees first and making them feel again, included and welcome in in the organization. So that's pretty much what we do there. Pretty cool. I like how you said employee's journey. Can you, can you kind of describe, I I love the word journey because that's what life is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm going to say it maybe the politically incorrect way from hire to fire. <laughs> so, from hire to fire. <laughs> so bringing them into the, the, the corporate system, everything from performance evaluations to compensation to um, 
workplace wellness and working with their supervisors and their managers all the way through their, their workplace happiness, all the way through to the time they are ready to leave or they need to leave. Um, we work with the employees all the way through their, their, their experience at this particular, co- whatever company that they're working with. Nice. nice. And it's interesting what I, what I'm finding. Okay. So we started kind of touching on this before, um, we had to record cause we, that's what happens is you start talking about things you want to put on this and then you forget and then you're like, Oh God, I hit the record button. <laughs> so we kind of started stepping into that. But, um, what's interesting that I'm finding is, is like, who we are in any circumstance in our life is who we are in every circumstance in our life, whether it's our health, whether it's our job or business, whether it's our, you know, spirituality, whether it's our health, it, we're all still the same person, no matter where we go, there we are. I'm, a lot of us have heard that. that um, I love that. Yeah. And I like how it's like being with people uh, who are going through these things within the, within the um, workplace so they can understand how to maneuver. If I understand correctly, what you're, what you're um, sharing, but how to maneuver working in the workplace and then leaving the workplace and, and still being in a position, is, is it like giving them, do you give them um, tools and things like that related to who they are so they can, so they know who they are and they can be that person like anywhere. It doesn't matter whether it's in that corporate off corporate corporation or whether it's in any other part of life. Is that, is that part of what you. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I really believe that people should be their true authentic selves mm-hmm. and that who they are at work is who they are at home and who they are at church and who they are with their friends and family. Yeah. It should not be different. Um, sometimes uh, people come into a workplace system feeling like they have to wear a mask. So we want people, we want to help people take off that mask to be their true authentic selves and to feel safe in that environment Mm -hmm. to be their true authentic selves. Some corporations are shifting away from you have to be a certain way to work at this company because the generations are changing. Mm-hmm. So they have to think of allowing people to work the way they want. You know, the pandemic was a horrible thing that happened, but it also woke a lot of people up yes. to what we were trying to do, allowing people to work the way they want to work, show up, hybrid workplaces, working remote. I mean, now it's a big deal, mm-hmm. especially after the pandemic. It's, it's mm-hmm. a big deal. So being able to show up to work, their true authentic self, to, to create an atmosphere, to create a space, a culture where people feel safe to be their true authentic self and not be judged and not be criticized and not be treated differently um, than other people. Um, it, is, it is a, for us at True Synergy, it's all about tearing down systemic corporate systems. Right. Well, and okay. So let me ask this question. Is it systemic corporate systems or is it systemic systems? It's systemic systems. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's true. It's systemic. Let's just go there. (laughs) Let's just go there. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Let's go there. Yeah. Because because in order for people to feel safe, they need to, it doesn't matter whether they're working corporate or work, whatever. It's an inner safety. It's all inner. It comes from the inside. And when there's the work I do is, is inner healing. And part of this journey that I'm going on is about finding my, my peace, my inner peace, because when we find that safety within ourselves and we find all that stuff, it doesn't matter where we are in the outside world. We end up being like, um, a lighthouse and then we don't have to look for uh people to like us or people or, or for people to approve of us or whatever it's it like it just becomes that you know we become that we become that authentic self and it's so important because um i think the more people who find how to do this and remember who they are the more people are going to become authentic are mm-hmm. authentically who they are, not their authentic version of someone else who they think is authentic. Exactly. You know, exactly. and I feel like that that affects how you know this the energy of that would affect like um, all this 
stuff going on that's under the surface that's been hiding under there and pulling everybody down for so long. That's the systemic stuff, you know, it's the stuff that we've been taught. Um, all of the things that we've been taught that most are not true about who we are, you know, exactly. and the truth about who we are is we are love. We are one in the same people. We just don't look the same. Mm-hmm. You know, we have the same color blood. <laughs> That's right. We've got the same exact feelings, you know, mm-hmm. so all this, all these things that are going out and going on in the world are things that can be dealt with when we learn the truth about who we are. And I just, I love your energy. I love just sitting in this energy of you because you've got this like beautifully peaceful. <sighs> yeah. And, and I'm sure there's a, there's a tough, confident self-esteem woman out there too, but you've got this sweetness about you that I really am drawn to right now. Thank so. you. Thank <laughs> you. Because that's who I truly am. I mean, and yeah, you know, in running your own business and dealing with clients and all of this stuff, you have to be strong. You have to be, um, and, and, and be about the business, of course. Right. But at the core, I can sit and be my true authentic self and be, and be okay with it. So within as without, or as within as so without it's, it's whatever, I think that's, the, I think that's what it's, what, it, what, what that, is, what it is, who you are on the inside is who you should show to the world outside. Well, and I, I, interesting because you're not, it's not a should show it. It is an automatic show. That's what I'm starting to find out within my, yeah. the more peaceful I am, people are attracted to come and talk to me and they see that I'm, I'm looking at them differently than I used to, like, I used to be scared, you know, afraid, what's this person going to do? You know, I mean, I, most of us have been through tra- trauma. So there's yeah. the, the waiting for the other shoe to drop or the hypervigilance or whatever. And we're just going, you know, like eyeballing who's going to do what to us. And that's not, you know, I mean, when, when we process and, and heal that and, and find that what I, I love the words, divine feminine and divine masculine balance within oh, ourselves, then, then we're going to start to attract people into our lives who are in that same vibration, mm-hmm. you know, that There's are nothing. truly synergetic, synergetic, is the word synergetic, synergistic, synergistic, there it is, <laughs> that's it, yeah, so, yeah, and, and that's really, I think that's really important, but, um, I love, I love the idea about, and, and I do this in my own life, it's, there's nothing wrong with being aware. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with being mindful. Mm-hmm. That there's nothing wrong with knowing what's going on around you. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. You you just don't have to go to the opposite side. You know, everything is like it's like a pendulum swinging back and forth. You don't have to be so extreme. You know, I don't believe in extremism. Right. But I do believe in having balance and it's, it's healthy to be aware. It's healthy to be mindful. It helps help. It's healthy to be alert. Yeah. But you don't have to just stay stuck in this constant state of fear yeah. and angst and upset. Yeah. And that's something I want to clarify on because that's, that's part of, that was part of, or has been is continuing to be part of my healing journey. And there's a lot of people out there that it's not like it's, Um, it's something we can just, you know, snap our fingers and it goes away. So if we've been traumatized, our, our, um, our system just lost the word. Ah, um, oh no. Okay. What's, what's the word I'm thinking of? It's, um, energy, energy, not energy, but the other, there's another word. Oh my gosh. Oh, um, I'm I'm trying to think of it too. (laughs) There it goes. I had it. I had it. I should have written it down and it's gone. But anyway, our nervous system. So our nervous system, because of the physiology of our body, our our brains make us hypervigilant. And until we are aware, though, if you've been traumatized, deeply traumatized, or even a little bit, especially as children, and if, and if you don't have, if just keep an eye out on it. And if you just go like this, that means that it's your body's taken over. And when you recognize that, then you can make a choice. Then you can make a decision and say, oh, well, I need to go and take care of this. And I need to find out what's going on because that is not me. That's not who I am. So being able to release, I mean, I've had to go through 
you know, like EMDR, uh, which I can't remember what that stands for, and that's okay, look it up, um, <laughs> you know, and all different types of um, trauma-based therapy and, and whatever over the last few months, and releasing that energy that stuck, the anger, the fear, the shame, the, um, the sadness, all this stuff that gets stuck inside of us because it's an energy causes the hypervigilance because we're little children in there, our inner children are like waiting for that same feeling to show up again. And until we are able to release that, then we get to the point where the awareness and all these other things show up as just a thing. It, it just shows up that way. It isn't something that we have to work on or whatever. It just becomes, oh, wow, you know, whatever, whatever. Mindfulness. Look how beautiful those trees are. You know, I mean, it's like all of a sudden, after 30 plus years of doing the work, all of a sudden. <laughs> right, right. You know, it feels that way. And and that's what's so important. And um just the being of who, who you are in creating that space for, for your clients is like, I, and I love the name of the business. Cause I think it's, I think it's, I love the word truth, true. That's in mine in a lot of things I talk about, but synergy is like, when you are finally balanced, there is a synergy within you, which creates a synergy within, with the world, with other people, with whatever you do out in the world, and, and I just, I love that. I just love that. Thank so, you very um, much. It's, it's um, my favorite quote is Aristotle. The whole is greater than the sum of its parts. That's right. Yeah. And you well, can't have one without the other. And um, everything has to be synergistic in order for the system to function. Yes, absolutely. And that's the, that's the human body. You need the mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual to function exactly and balanced exactly. yeah so before we get too um far along i want i wanted to ask you if you don't mind sharing like you're in this amazing business you're trying all kinds of new things and you're and you're doing wonderful amazing work out there so what can you share your story as to what kind of got you to to start coming up with these things and how you wanted to present yourself out in the world and I usually say it's or whatever you can, whatever you talk about, it's like it, um, as vulnerable as you can get. I've had some really, really vulnerable stories come on here and then some are not. So whatever you feel comfortable with sharing is beautiful because what happens is, is when other people can, can see themselves in us, it, it, it heals them. So that's, that's my in, intention. So, and it doesn't matter. Everybody's got their own thing that they will see in you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sure. I, I'll, I'll try to go as deep as I can. Um, so I'm born and raised in Los Angeles and to very, very, a young, very young mother. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I never knew who my natural father was, never knew. And um, my mother said, that I stopped wetting my diaper at eight months. Now, if you can imagine an eight-month-old baby, you're way ahead of her time. Way ahead of, <laughs> and, and I mean this, and I and I even asked my mother yesterday. I said, "Are you sure?" You know, she says, "Oh yeah," and she said, wow. "You were talking in clear sentences at a year old." Wow. And so I like to have thought that maybe I had. Certain, certain gifts mm -hmm. or was gifted in certain ways. But I did grow up in an abusive household with, with my father now, who's, who's, by the way, wonderful man, completely a different person than he was back then. But grew up in an abusive household, um, constantly was in this, was, was living in fear mm -hmm. most of my childhood. And had a lack of confidence and a lack of self-esteem and mm -hmm. it's always reaching and always searching for things and um, was a type of child where I was um, influenced, not in a bad way, but I was impressionable about different things, good things that people were doing like, oh, I want to be like this person or I want to be like that, you know, mm -hmm. and, and always had that not 
going in the bad way, but always in the good way. And first person to go to college, first person in my family to get an MBA, first person in my family to get a doctorate degree. And so, and I thought I wanted to be in marketing, had a 18 year career in marketing um, and was just always very, just very ambitious, just wanting to, but also at the same time, very naive, had, you know, um, anger issues in a way from, and, and thinking that how my father was, was how you're supposed to be to get people to do what you wanted. And um, I had to go through, through a lot in terms of my emotional and mental challenges and dabbling in, in, in different types of relationships to feel loved. And mm-hmm. it just, nothing was really going the way that I wanted to wanted it to go. And then I started, a, I didn't start this program. I, I, I was, um, I joined a program years ago called the essential woman. I'll never forget. It was a, it was a program in he, of healing and transformation for women. And from there, I started this journey, a, a spiritual journey and, and learning all about spirituality, not religion, mm-hmm. but spirituality and learning more about myself and who I, who I am and how do I want to show up in this world. And to make a very long short story short, I had this marketing career and then I ended up um, I, I ended up falling into this career of, of coaching and training and, and got my doctorate in organization development and, and decided that and felt that this was what I was meant to do. As I help other people, I help myself. As I take other people on the journey, I'm continuing my journey. And, um, I found my calling. I found something that I truly, truly love to do. And um, it was hard. It was arduous. I am 55 years old now. And You're still um, younger than I am. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, it, but it wasn't until I turned 40 that I realized, well, who I really am, what I believed, what I valued. But I still, it wasn't until I hit 50 that I believed it. Mm-hmm. that I believed it. So I walk in it. I talk in it. Um, do I fall off the bandwagon every now and then? Yes. But that's the journey. That's the walk. That's the humanist of us all. Yes. Yeah. And I, I love the work that I do. I love helping people. I love helping corporations. I'm a corporate person, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what I do. But I love helping people shift culture. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I'm all about, oh, sorry. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. I thought you were done. (laughs) I'm I'm all about, I'm all about advocacy. Mm -hmm. True Synergy is about advocacy. Advocacy on behalf of women. Advocacy on women of color. Advocacy on on, um, Black people. Advocacy on on people who feel marginalized mm-hmm. um, and, and, and not having the advantages. I, I am looking for opportunities to help create a system where everyone feels that they have the have advantage and opportunities mm-hmm. to learn, grow, and advance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I like to be, and I look at myself as an advocate for that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I want you, <laughs> I'm just going to do it. Um, I haven't had a, a, well, I have, but not on here. I haven't had a, a deeper conversation in relation to this, but I would like for you to go in, just share a little bit about uh what you'd like to say about helping people, women, women of color, black people in general, marginalized communities, and, and, and how you, 
whatever you need to say. I mean, I don't know because I'm not, I'm, how do I say this? Like I have like inklings of understanding because I was raised Jewish. And when I was, when I was in school, I was marginalized because I was Jewish because this was back in the seventies and the eighties. And I thought everybody, the minute I, I wouldn't even talk about it, you know? So I have like ideas of what it's like. And, but I grew up in a, in a, um, in Northern Virginia. So I had friends that were black. My neighbors were, I had played with them all the time, you know, so I didn't see that. So I have a combination of, yeah, maybe. And also too, like my advantages I've had to produce for myself and I'm still, I'm 57 and I'm still, I, I can, I, I'm working from the inside out at this point because the advantages I know now are coming from the inside and I feel like that can help anybody, but I still want you to, to speak your truth in this. And I don't know what that looks like, but if, if anything is hitting you right now mm -hmm. um, to talk about related to this, I want you, I, it's just open, go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, it, it's not, it's, it's not anything in particular. It's more around making sure that we create workplaces that are inclusive. We, 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 create, we help create offices where the demographics of that office look like America. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and so it's all related to, to the corporate corporate world. It's it, it related. Yeah. It's real. It's really related to the corporate world. Mm -hmm. And as I would say for myself in terms of advocacy, it's, it's, it's still related to making sure that for me, women of color who have businesses, they get opportunities mm -hmm. to work for, to, for companies um, to get opportunities to bid on contracts, to get opportunities to do those things. Okay. Um, okay, I see what you're but, but for, for me personally, I think it's, it's important for us as Americans, because not every country experiences the same exact thing. But for us in America to understand that what I feel or what I've experienced is something that has been happening for over 400 years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think, and, and it becomes ingrained into our, what did you say? Our nervous system. Well, it's there. It's in the DNA. It's generally. It's exactly. It's there. Yeah. That trauma. Yeah. And it's passed on. Yeah. From, and we tend to experience the same things. Yes. So as other groups say, well, I don't feel that way. Or, you know, I've been through um, issues as well, but not in the same way. Mm -hmm. It's just not in the same way. And unless you have personally experienced these types of trauma and issues, then it's hard to, it's hard to correlate. But what's really wonderful that I see is the education that's being out there and the willingness to learn and the advocacy and the allies that are coming forth and saying, yes, mm -hmm. you know, I see you, I, I hear this. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of now pushing it up further, the further we go up into the upper echelons of, of corporate America, where people that are higher up, that's not their world. That's not their reality. They're way up here. So they don't see what's going on even in the middle. Mm -hmm. and definitely not going on down here to educate them. And, but, but it's all about wanting to, you have to want to learn. You have to want to understand. I don't, I, my job is to speak truth to power. Mm -hmm. That's my job is to speak truth to power. You may not like it. You may not want to hear it. 
Um, but that's what you hired me to do. And sometimes I have to have very difficult and uncomfortable conversations. Right. But that's what you hired me to do. So right, right. <laughs> I mean, in general, it's like we've been taught. I don't know how many people are going to see this, but I'm going to probably end up saying it anyway. Like most of us growing up, and I don't know what the school books look like now, but a lot of the history that we were taught in school was not, it was like somebody's opinion of what they saw or somebody's opinion of what they wanted us to know about. Mm -hmm. Like they don't want to teach critical race theory in schools. I'm like, well, Okay, now I've got to be honest, I don't know what critical race theory is. However, one of the things that I that blew me away during um, the pandemic and the, when the whole Black Lives Matter thing started was somebody had posted something about Black Wall Street. And yeah. that was not in anybody's history book that I ever remember reading about. Yes, yes. And that yeah. was like... Just because someone is a certain color doesn't mean that they don't have the potential like anybody else has. We all have the same, when we're born, we're supposed to all have the same opportunities and potentials and everything. And when we come into the world, depending on where we're coming in to what kind of family or environment or whatever, that molds us into the direction that some of us go into. However, people can break out of that, which I think is really cool. Well, yeah, Black Wall Street was burned to the ground. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It was in Oklahoma. Yeah, in Oklahoma, yeah. Yeah. It it, it was burned. It It was literally obliterated. So basically what, and you correct me, I'm just gonna give a little example or what I remember reading about it. So- Sure. Uh, communities, I think, communities of Black people from uh, the East, almost, almost East, like Alabama, different places like that, moved from out the South. Mm-hmm. From the South, moved out to Oklahoma and started building up this incredible neighborhood and, and mm-hmm. city and, with, and, and, and started making money and started and helping people and doing all these wonderful things. And somebody didn't like it. And somebody used, you know, whatever their thoughts were about how much this shouldn't be happening uh, in, in that, especially with Black people at that time. And so somebody decided that they're going to, I, I can't remember, I remember reading the part where it was like this one guy, this, this sheriff, a white sheriff, who hired or deputized a bunch of cowboys or something he deputized a bunch of white citizens. It was, yeah. if my memory serves me correctly, it was it was about um, a young man who um, I think accidentally bumped into a white woman or something, and then that that is what started it. Right. And um, and and he deputized, and, and yes, he did. He deputized a bunch of white citizens to go in. And they made this decision to go into Detroit. And that's the bottom line. I don't, I don't care. It was the burning. What yeah. precipitate you, but the yeah. fact they went in and they and they obliterated this town. Yeah. And that's why I'm also, as I've gotten older, a big proponent of, and I know this is, but but this is also about the right of my life, is, is economic empowerment mm-hmm. for women, for people of color. Mm-hmm. or specifically black people because what they did is not only destroyed that town and, and, and people's lives, they destroyed their, their economy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. their ability. I mean, their generational wealth was yeah. obliterated. Yeah. Yep. Whereas other races were allowed to continue and grow their generational wealth. Yeah. And, and you know, that's happened more than once. This is not, that was not the first no. Africa yeah. black town that was destroyed. And I'm going to, and, and here's the thing. And that's, it should, that shouldn't be happening with anything, but one of the, I have a similar story where I found information. I found a letter written by my grandfather uh, right before World War, II, World War II started. It was in German. And he was saying, so the economic growth and the generational wealth did not get handed down because 
1938, something like that, the SS and Nazis walked into um, Czechoslovakia and not just my family, but this is what he was writing about what happened with them. But they took my family's villa mm. in Czechoslovakia, Prague. They took mm. a business that they were running mm -hmm. and they took them all the money in the bank. So they mm. were like, no money, flat broke. They had to escape to Israel. Mm -hmm. So they wouldn't get killed. My mother was four years old. So here's mm -hmm. generational trauma also, mm -hmm. you know, so, and related to economy. So exactly. it's like, yeah. And, and that's the key is like, if you've experienced something like that, no matter who you are, you can at least relate, you know, it's relatable. It's something that you like, yeah. see and understand that you're not any, our generations, they were Ugh, crazy. <laughs> I exactly. exactly. I love I love what you said about it's relatable because, you know, any family or any group, these things happen to. Um, and but it, it, it still seems to continue to happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, all the way up into this day. Yeah, it seems to continuously happen. And, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see that things are shifting, that things are, um, people are more conscientious. People are more aware. I was just going to say that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's not like, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. I know about this, but, but really since George Floyd, there's been a concerted effort. It's just the feeling is different than it was in 1996 or something, or, or, or not 1996, when, when the Rodney King riots happened here in Los Angeles or, or when, so um, yeah, okay. That was long ago, but, but that wasn't that long, you know, that wasn't that long ago, but we were having these conversations. I know that I was saying, I was having these conversations in 1991. Mm -hmm. I was on C-SPAN, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> you know, having Why these we keep having these conversations. I didn't need to stop having these conversations. Yeah. They, having then, Sorry. yeah but, but it's like a rubber band. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's it stretches, and then if nothing happens, or the stat, or people just go back to their old patterns of behavior, just like, and that's why I became an organizational psychologist because you have to create stickiness mm -hmm. in this work. So let me ask you this question then, because we you ha we had already had a little bit of a conversation about the generations, like the, and this might have been before we started um, on here about Generation Z and the millennials yeah. and that I think we started that before we got on here mm -hmm. but that side of them because because we were taught not to fight the system growing up even though we wanted to yeah but we were taught not to but these kids don't really give a care flying pig newton yeah, yeah. about <laughs> not fighting the system because mm -hmm. they know they were brought into this world. This different generation was brought into this world, maybe to fight the system and maybe yeah. we needed their voices. And we needed that to happen because I tell you what, I mean, yeah, all these things were going, we were born, well, you're seven years younger than me. So I was born like in Martin Luther King Jr. generation. So mm -hmm. my my energy is part of that generation, you know, whatever. And we're Generation X. Well, actually, um, mine is uh, uh, Baby Busters, I think. Baby, baby Boomers? Baby the Boomers. Of, the very tail end of the Baby Boomers. 1960? Baby Busters, I mean, 1964. Yeah, 64. Yep, okay. yep. Mm -hmm. So that energy was there. So it was already, yeah. and, they, and they almost did it because that was, coming up with the hippies and the hippie generation and, you know, trying to get people to expand their minds and you know, all these things. So they, they tried, but then they shut it back down again and they brought it back in. No, 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 no. You can't do that. You're not allowed to do that. Da, 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 da. And mm. <clears throat> little by little as the eighties and nineties babies started coming into existence, it's like, Oh, but we're not going to let you do that to us. We want to talk. We want to speak our mind. We want to speak mm -hmm. our truth. And I think it's getting bigger. And I think that's the kicker with even though these this new generation is a little strange and off to us, there's still something there, that energy that's helping 
it to open that up again. I think that's what that, why this was different. Yeah, it feels different. And I think it's because of the young, younger millennials and the Zs that are coming, the Z yeah. generation that's coming Many through. Of them are afraid to get out, get out there and, and, and walk with these signs and do all this stuff. I mean, they were, they weren't afraid back then either, but it was a different kind of thing. Mm. You know, I don't know. It just felt the energy felt a lot different. Mm. I went to a, um, uh, I don't even want to, it wasn't a rally. I don't even want to call it. It was almost like a, um, a church revival, <laughs> um, but it was for Black Lives Matter and it was in Lakeland, Florida. And that was probably the most incredible experience. And I'm sitting there watching all these different people there. And it's like, it's not where everybody was just there for each other or whatever reason, you know, whatever, but it was so powerful. And so, I mean, I just cried the whole, I'm, I'm a highly sensitive person. So I'll cry at the drop of a hat, you know, <laughs> me too. So I'm like, Oh my God, you know, and hearing the stories and hearing all this stuff, I'm like, Oh, and I just went through a huge shift during that time. And it was so powerful. And it was just watching. There were so many kids there, kid, mm-hmm. young adult kids mm-hmm. there, backing it up. They ended up walking, I think it was like three miles from somewhere outside of Lakeland. They marched into the square, the downtown square. And it, it you could, it, it was just so palpable. The, the love that was there. Yeah, I don't know. It was hard for me to explain it, but it was just um, different. Yeah. More love energy, I think. Yeah, I, I think that 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 change is happening. It continues to happen. I think the the, the future of work is now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think um, everything is 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 happening. People's mindsets are different. Um, I know as I get older, I am convinced more than ever that this that this work is um, is my calling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think as I take my ride and continue on this journey on this on this path that we're going to continue to see, continue to see differences and, and changes for the better. And um, we just have to stay and, and continue to work together, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but at the same time, there, there's still going to be um, things that we're going to have to fight against things that we're going to have to push up, push back on things that we're going to have to um, really be steadfast in in order for things not to go backwards. Um, it's, it's definitely, but it's, um, I'm excited for the future. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, the, the really cool thing is I don't think that things are going to, my, my personal understanding is that when we progress, when we heal, even individually, it works that it feels, it seems like it works that way as a society too. We move forward and we might like slip a little bit back but it yeah. don't go all the way back. Right. Right. So at this point it's, you know, and the other thing, and I don't mean to, to shut down the fight against part, but for me, it's like, what do we want to happen? Why we're, we don't need to be fighting against something that's happening, but, but vision, envisioning something that fighting we, for something. Yeah. What are we fighting for? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I agree with you. And, and the thing that I think is so important, and I want I want people to enjoy the, this ride of their life, especially our generation. You know, here we are; we're finally not doing what we're, we were told to do, <laughs> do what we want to do, right? Amen. Yes. And, yeah, and it's like I'm getting ready to go out in a couple of weeks in my vehicle, meeting with people, meeting people. I just want to meet people. I want to have conversations like this. I want to record 10 minute conversations with somebody. If we can get it in, in 10 minutes, usually mine lasts longer than that. So (laughs) I don't know. Um, but getting ready to go out on the road and then just my ride of my life is to, to find out who I am and to connect with people, to build that energy of that peace Mm. and, and being able to, you know, I just keep, I don't know what this is going to look like, 
we none of us know what any of this is going to look like. And I've never done anything like this before. And I'm scared and I'm excited at the same time. And I think it's really cool. And just, I mean, maybe I'll make it out to Los Angeles. I don't know. I am going towards Colorado. I'm to Colorado. <laughs> okay. Well, you can close. I know. Uh, I don't really like driving in Los Angeles, but um, I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> I remember I five lovingly. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but well, I don't know. I mean, it's an open book. We all have this open book. My feeling is finding the love within ourselves, the peace within ourselves. And you've got 10 minutes. I want you to share with me, because we had initially talked about this, the confidence building piece. And the self, well, I, I mean, the self-esteem, I think I'm getting better at. It's the confidence in, in stepping into this ride that sometimes that fear kind of like, oh, confidence, no, no confidence here. You know, <laughs> is there something you can share with me and everyone here <laughs> that would help build that confidence when we want to step out and do something that we've either never done before or, um, you know, that, that, that's scary for us and, and just build that so we can step out and do whatever our dreams are, you know? Right. Yeah. So <laughs> confidence really just to kind of give you, you know, something to think about confidence is really all about knowing that you can do something. So, so being, so it's about your ability so a lot of person says, well, if I asked you, well, do you think you can take this ride of your life? Do you think you can pack up and, and, and go? Do you think you can actually do it? What would you say? Well, I have the ability to do it. Yeah. yeah. So you, so that means you're, you're confident in yourself that you can do it okay. now where there might be, you might have fears around it. Mm-hmm. You might have insecurities around it. So insecurity is all about not being secure in something. Mm -hmm. You might have feelings of doubt and doubt can mean, you know, I know I can do it, but I doubt if I should, or I will, you know, those are things like that. But fears, I don't know if you've heard of this acronym. There are a lot of different acronyms, but the acronym that I like to use for fear is false evidence appearing real. I know you've heard this before. The difference is, it's like, what is the evidence? So we are afraid of something that hasn't even happened yet. Mm -hmm. And we are putting energy around something that hasn't happened yet. So that's the false evidence. Right. Now, what is faith? So for those of you who read the Bible, Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So your fear and faith, mm-hmm. okay, so you're projecting energy on something that hasn't happened yet. And faith is believing in something that hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. So you're, 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 it hasn't happened yet, but you know you're believing for the best co- possible outcome. Mm-hmm. But but fear is projecting energy, negative energy on something that hasn't happened yet. You're 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 already projecting. Mm-hmm. And so, what do you want to be? Faith or fear is something that I always. So I'm curious as to what your because um, I have the answer in my head already, but I don't know if that's what you're going to say. So I want to see what yours is, but um, what is the remedy for that? So like you can have faith, but you can sit there and have faith all day long and not do anything about it. You know, well, I have you faith know that this is going to happen, but what do you do? Well, faith without works is. So well, action. <laughs> yeah. You need to have, you have to put action around that faith. Mm-hmm. And it's faith just turns into fear, right? Exactly. Action yeah. is fear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you use your, <clears throat> you use the energy.
energy of fear to move forward. They just feel the fear and do it anyway is, is a book that I've read years yeah, ago. Fear the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. 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 So it's like taking action and stepping into it. Now, what I think is really cool is I'm in the process of reading, rereading the book called The Alchemist, mm-hmm. which is a really, have you read it? I have not read it, but that's something that I want to get. It's not that big. It'll take you less than a week to read it. It's very, it's a powerful book. And the words in there are every word that we've ever heard about self um, uh, mastery and discovery and all this stuff, but he uses different words. And it's interesting the words he uses and he relates it to omens and nature and, you know, different things like that, but putting yourself in taking action and then and then being still and knowing and then taking action and then being still and just learn finding these these omens or watching or whatever. And so I think I read that book like t- 10 years ago for the first time, probably longer than that. And this is the next time I'm reading it. And it's like fitting in with all of these. Um, they talk in, in different words about faith, about fear, about going backwards. It's like when you get scared don't go back to what you know, because then you're going to get stuck there. Right. Take that action step and move into whatever the next thing and trust and know that the universe is going to take care of you. You may have to do healing work to recognize that. (laughs) That's something I've been putting off for a long time um, because I've been doing the healing work, but now I start to see that it's like every time I make, I say something, then all of a sudden I start meeting these people and, I, I go to an event or something and I'm like, oh, wow, you know, I'm meant to be here to meet this person, even if it's just a conversation I'm having with them, you know, it's yeah. not the event itself. Mm-hmm. That's an action step. Mm-hmm. It's something you know? that's meant to be. Exactly. You know, I, you know, I believe, you know, when they say, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway, it's, it's really changing that fear to faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and you're right. It is definitely all about taking action and turning, you know, you could turn that fear into action, but then it becomes faith in my view. And it's just, just knowing that, that you can do something and pushing yourself to do it, just taking that one step. That's yes. And that's the key. That's the key. And that's where I'm at right now. And it's like, you know, some days are better than others that I don't fall into that little fear thing. And go, oh my God, what am I thinking? Why do I want to, I don't want to do that, you know? And then there are days it's like, ooh, 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 I'm getting everything organized and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And, and it's, it's important to recognize um, that when you fall into that, what am I doing space, that that's when the faith needs to come out. That's when self-trust needs to come out. That's when you just need to connect with yourself and possibly release some things that some energies that are coming to the surface as an opportunity to heal, because mm-hmm. those are the things that pull us back. Mm-hmm. And also being around like-minded people, yeah. you know, having yeah. a support system yeah. that when you, I, I I'll, I'll never forget this. Um, as long as I live, my, my little dog foster um, who I had for 15 years, passed away in 2020. Mm. He was um, my pride and joy, my pride and joy. And so I was in the room when they um, were, uh, you know, putting him down. So, you know, I kissed him and hugged him and let him sniff me to know that I was right there, that I wasn't, you know, that I was not leaving him until, you know, and um, why they were doing it, I remember like re- reaching my arms out like this and my father holding me back, mm. you know, just, you know, that power of, and, and having that support that I didn't cry, I didn't wail, I didn't fall on the ground that I thought I was going to do, um, that strength of just holding and sometimes just having, you know, the right people around you to just be at your back when you start to, who knew? Mm-hmm. It really is an amazing thing as well. So being around like-minded people, people who know what you're going through, people that love you and support you is 
always a good thing. You, I like that how you said that because I, I usually say you don't have to say anything to somebody going through something. You don't have to say a word. You just have to be there and you either put your hand on their back or put your hand on their shoulder or hold them up if they need that, you know, like right around here or whatever. But you don't have to say, oh, you're going to be fine. Everything's going to be great. You know, yeah. leave that alone. Let them flow through whatever they're yeah. doing in the moment. And But just being there as a support, just sitting with somebody. The energy exactly. there of love and sitting with somebody is like so mm-hmm. incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and just holding their hand and their space. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's huge. It is. It's- it is. It is. Um, so I don't know what to talk about anymore. So I'm going to just figure this. Is there anything else that you would like to share before we close out? that you want people to know about you or to just share with them to help them on their journey or, you know, whatever, whatever clicks in. Well, um, I don't know if this is the, the, the proper way to, um, end, but I think we we're all on our own individual journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I work with people who, are interested in advancing in their career. If you're interested in advancing in your career, you're transitioning, you're looking for your next level of excellence, um, feel free to reach out to me. Um, I'm, I'm here to support. I, I, I like to look at myself as a way shower. You know, I think that's the, all the like-minded people. We're all yeah. Like I'm not the yeah. I'm not the I'm not the sage on the stage. I'm your yeah, guide on the right. side. Somebody gave me a title a few weeks ago that was the bespoke way shower of truth. Mm, I, I love like, that. That's pretty cool. I like that one. I don't. Know. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I, I think it's important that we have people along the way that helps us with our journey. That yeah that strengthens us that gives us um that guide somebody just to talk to about different things Mm -hmm. and we need that we all need something like that because sometimes the the what we learned and what we think because whatever's whatever's in our heads from the things that we learned as a child or in our subconscious whatever it's all in there and it makes us sometimes fall back into the fact that we're not good enough or you know whatever and it's all a bunch of lies People, guess what? Yeah. That's not the truth. <laughs> exactly. I have a ring, a ring that says, I am enough. That's and and whenever I fall into, and I'm and I'm not, you know, I'm human. You know, mm-hmm. I fall in my feelings of self-doubt and fear and insecurity. And I and in in I can do this. I say this to myself. I I say a lot of affirmation that works for me. Mm-hmm. I wear rings and I have affirmations all around my office that lets me know that I can do this. Mm-hmm. And, and nobody else can make you feel confident. You have to believe it for yourself. Nobody else is going to believe it unless you believe it. That's right. That's right. And, and you know, I'm going to share this because you said that when I first started my personal development journey, I went through a course similar except it wasn't just women. And so many times when I was in, in this training, it was like, get, go six inches, man, six inches from your head to your heart. Stop thinking because the thinking is what gets us into trouble. Mm-hmm. We are feeling uh, beings. We are not meant to be thinking all the time. Our, our intuition comes from our feelings. But when we start to think, we start to produce these these thoughts that aren't, aren't even true based off of things that we've heard from other people. And if you, have you ever done that um, phone line thing where you put everybody in a line and then one person at one end starts with whatever the story is. And by the time it gets to the other end, it's like, it's the the listening exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like now um, that partially is based off of perception, what somebody heard somebody say and they took it in their own mind and flipped it around a little bit and made it maybe easier for the next person, whatever they said, which changed the, you know, meaning behind it or whatever. But that's the thing. It's like, we do that to ourselves. We change the meaning based off of a perception, based off of a belief, based off of a lie that we were told as children. So Mm -hmm. the not good enough lie 
is the biggest lie of all. Mm -hmm. And there's a woman sitting here right next to me that is obviously way good enough because <laughs> she's doing some amazing things in this world, helping people. And that's just cool, you know, and it's a beautiful thing. And it's like, that's why I, I want in this season two with the interviews, I wanted to show people how, you know, you've gone through this stuff and look what you can do. And it's work. It's, it's not easy. easy. It's not easy. It's but not easy. But look, this is what can happen. And, it, and those of you who've known Miss, Miss, Miss Dr. Gina for her whole life and knew her before and now see her now, you see the difference. People who've known me see a difference, you know, and it's just, it's an, it's an incredible journey. I don't know. I could go on forever. I told you I love talking. No, no, I, I, I would just, I would just say that you know these thoughts we call it the monkey mind. That's right. And you know thoughts create energy. Energy follows thoughts. So thoughts, whatever thoughts creates feelings, creates behavior, mm -hmm. creates attitude, creates action. So everything, everything, everything begins with thought. You know, yes. your your the ride of my life podcast began as a thought. That's right. Zoom started as a thought. <laughs> and so, don't ask me how it came out, but it did. <laughs> right. But everything starts with a thought. Yeah. And thoughts are creative. Yes. And powerful okay. too. Yes. Mm -hmm. So if we understand and thoughts manifest. Mm -hmm. So for those of you who are out there, that's very woo-woo, like, like I am, that just know that we just have to, you know, be mindful of our thoughts because thoughts are things thoughts create or energy energy that creates yeah that creates the thing that manifests itself into this world so and we are co-creators so that's what we do that's, and we're co-creators so just have to be mindful of that and i constantly have to remind myself of that yeah so i'm manifesting the things that i want to see in my life that's right and and really have to work on it really work hard at it and making sure that I have people around me that is on that same trajectory as well. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to create. We're artists. Right. Yeah. And so um, you want to be around people that 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 are creative as well and in mind, body and spirit. Yes. Yeah. So, so you did not do this. I want you real quick to share a link. It was just one link. I'm going to post links on the YouTube channel and anchor and the podcast site, but share one link, maybe your website or something where people can get a hold of you. Cause you mentioned getting a hold of you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, True Synergy has launched a, a um, social communications brand, Dr. Gina Yvette Davis media or Dr. Gina media for short. Okay. And we offer a variety of different services, private coaching, um, self-care and emotional well-being. Um, and we have different programs that we work that we work with. Um, so definitely, if you'd like to reach out to me, you can reach out to my website, www.drgena, Yvette. Y U B E T T E Davis.com and join our mailing list, join our communities. I would love to see you all. And if you want to have just have a conversation, I definitely do complimentary discovery sessions with people. So feel free to reach out anytime. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you, Dr. Gina. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Caroline. I loved it. Absolutely. And I just want to, I want to share as far as um, the continuation of the ride of my life, there's a few more interviews left that I'm going to be posting um, over the next few weeks. However, I am going to start, like I said, my journey out and I'm going to probably be doing videos. It's going to get a little convoluted and mixed in because I'm going to be, fin I want to make sure I get the in interviews out there, but then there's other stuff going to be happening at the same time. And when I come on, I come on. And when I don't, I don't, because I'm, this is my journey I'm taking and sharing. It's not, I'm not doing it necessarily for anybody, but me. So if I don't come on, that's, you know, whatever. So um, I am definitely looking to keep this going. Um, so any, uh, I'm not good at this, any donation uh, to, to support that. I do have, um, 
uh, buy me a coffee, uh, or you can support and get the, the blog and podcast on Substack. There's links. There's links in my um, YouTube channel and my website, carolinerena.com as well. And you'll see that at the end of this podcast. But um, yeah, I mean, any every little bit of help I can get to connect with people and get out there, do my healing work, share, be with people, you know, whatever this is going to look like, I don't even know. So I, I just, I appreciate any help that anyone can give. That would be beautiful. <laughs> and let's see where this, excuse me, let's see where this goes. But um, yeah, so I just want to say, have a beautiful moment. Thank you for being here. And um, thank on, on the Ride of My Life podcast. And last thing, peace. Peace. peace.